when I went to rehab, my ex-wife told me that I needed to go to rehab to save my family. And um, at that point, she was done. I'd already, I'd already put her through a lot. I lied to her, manipulated, became extremely violent. You know, I've hurt her so much and so bad. You know, I'm pretty sure that she still has a lot of hurt and anger and animosity towards me, and rightfully so. When you're an addict, you're just, you, you're not thinking correctly. You don't have the right mindsets. Uh, your priorities are not where they should be. All these kids, all three of my kids should have been my priorities. And considering uh, my daughter passing away when I was 20 was the kickstart of me going down this path of drug addiction, you'd think that having children in my life would have actually kept me and prevented me from doing that, but I, I wasn't there you know, mentally. When I left, uh, I ended up using before I got on the plane. I stopped at a friend's house. I had about four hours before I had to leave. Um, so I stopped at a friend's house, it was close to the airport, got high again, um, and then came to Desert Hope. I'm unsure about what's gonna happen next. I've never been through rehab. I don't know what's going on. I'm away from, you know, from Dallas, from people that I know. Um, I'm dealing with anxiety of if I'm gonna see, you know, my wife and my kids at this, at this time. Um, I, I don't know what to expect. The staff at Desert Hope, uh, was very caring as soon as I came right through the door. Um, there was no judgment, there was no animosity, anger, hurt. There was only love and caring from every staff member that was there. He was just a generally happy guy coming into treatment, which for some treatment professionals is a little bit suspicious for us. Um, he came in and he, at first he was just, you know, uh, the type of individual that really didn't take it he took it seriously, but then he didn't take it seriously. He was the good guy, the jokester, the one, he, everybody liked him. And then, you know, realization hit, and he was really down for quite a while. Crying, I'm dealing with stuff with my ex-wife, you know, not seeing my kids. My caseworker has been talking to my ex-wife, trying to figure out what's going on. And one area his, his ex-wife would be Telling him, you know, good work, keep up the, keep it up. And then in another, it would be, I don't like you, you're not going to be with us, so forth and so on. So he, while he was in, in treatment, I mean, he was on a full on roller coaster. I was so anxious about, you know, what's going on with my, in my personal life, what am I doing here, and like all these other things. I knew that he wasn't acting very sociable that day, and he literally had a meltdown. He started crying uncontrollably. I've never seen a man cry as much as he did. He was just at his wit's end at that time and didn't know what else to do. He, he, he did attempt to, um, to commit suicide. Um, in his room, and um, due to due to the BHTs on staff who check, and that's then they caught him.
He said he wanted to end his life. Um, I took his belt from him and I took his shoelaces from him and I stayed with him. He grabbed a hold of my arm with, um, he didn't want to let go and he just cried and cried and cried. We called 911 and they transported him to the emergency room where he was placed on a psychiatric hold and sent to a facility where they could keep a closer eye on him. He just totally broke. Uh, but he was there for about four or five days. And then he came back to um, Desert Hope. He, he was very appreciative. Thank you so much for helping me. Thank you for listening. So he was doing better and able to cope better with what was going on. I remember Miss Patty, she basically got my head out of my ass and said, Dominic, you better quit bullshitting me. If you want help, I'm here to help you, but I can't help you if you don't allow me to be in uh, and just actually guide you through this. Dominic and I sat down on the couch and I got, <clears throat> I got a little bit verbally tough with him about reality and about how important he was in, in life and, and how uh, nobody gets to live with you the rest of your life but you and it's all in how you want to to portray yourself, how you want to be remembered to your children. It doesn't matter what happens in, in a divorce. It all matters about those children. And he can decide right now to be a good dad or he can decide to hurt those children. That moment, it, it's something like clicked with me, like, you know, okay, Miss Patty, you know, and she, she honestly genuinely cared. Most of the people there uh, in that facility has had some sort of, you know, dealings with, with drug addiction or alcoholism, uh, whether or not personally or somebody in their family. So for everybody to sit there and give you hope, looking at them saying, hey, I used to be exactly like you, I used to be exactly where you are, but here's how I got out. Well, hearing Miss Patty and her stories about that and just basically being very gruff with me is what I needed. Uh, and at that point, that's when I, I tried to, to better myself uh, in that common area on that couch while I'm sitting there crying that, you know, I wanted to get better. And, you know, Miss Patty is the one that, that basically started that with me. So in the midst of all that, his own personal struggles, he didn't for one time let that uh, persuade him to be an introvert or isolative. He was just, uh, he was just a very happy, helpful person. For any recovering person, it really just, it is about their perseverance and their dedication and their motivation to change who they are. Um, Desert Hope, uh, the reason that it works so well with me is because of the support system that it, it created for me. Um, if you work the steps there and if you actually use the tools that you're given, you know, your case manager, your therapist, people that work there, you can create a pretty amazing support circle. Um, and that's what I did. And I believe that's what single-handedly it's, it's moved me forward. If I could have gone back in time, I would have definitely tried to get help when my daughter died because I'm pretty sure that would have prevented me from going down the downward spiral that I went on. If you're still in this addiction, there is a place that you can go. 
that you can get the things that you need in order to change your life. And it's not gonna be easy at first because you have to want it. But there are people that are literally dying to get into that bed, get into that treatment, get into a better form of life. And if you honestly want to change who you are and what you're doing, if you're tired of being in and out of jail, if you're tired of, you know, hearing people overdose, if you're tired of, you know, hearing that people that you care about, you know, have been shot and killed and, and just living this horrible life, then there is a place that you can go in order to get the help that you need. And, and I hope that you find it in, in American Addiction Centers, if anywhere, just you just need to find it.